Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adel Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning from a rather crisp Johannesburg. Um, I actually thought summer had arrived on the weekend, but alas, I'm disappointed. How are you, Faggy? Very well, thank you. How are you? Okay. Like, I was I was walking, you know? I got up in the morning and I was walking, and the last two days had been freezing. I thought I was going to catch pneumonia the other day. It was so cold. It's almost like a Wim Hof method. You need to just go out, have a little bit of the cold, you know, come back and warm up. Yeah, I, th- I think Wim Hof is, uh, is, is, is yet to, to get to me. We have got a fantastic show ahead today, and I'm super, super excited. Um, to be discussing something that everybody knows about, and that's your thyroid. I'm, I don't think that there's anybody on the planet that hasn't heard about their thyroid. And I think that it's a discussion that needs to be had because I've only recently learned that the thyroid is the mother of all hormones. That if you get your thyroid right, you get your cholesterol right, and you get all your female and male hormones right, and a whole lot of other stuff. And so many, many people, and I don't know the statistic, and certainly our guest today will be able to enlighten us. So many people either deal with hypothyroidism, um, which means that your thyroid isn't working as good as it should be, or we're on the other side of the spectrum and we uh, suffer from hyperthyroidism, where then your thyroid is, uh, is getting very much uh, too much of itself and, and wreaking havoc. And there's so many, many symptoms that, you know, we walk around with and are being not treated or mistreated simply because we don't understand the function of the thyroid. So we are going to have a very, very interesting conversation. We are going to be having the one and only Mary Ann Shearer on board. And uh, I invite you to join the conversation by SMSing us on 34519 or 061-895. 1019. So any questions you have, we're here to answer them for you. We're here to share information with, uh, with you. We're here to educate yourselves and ourselves on how to be more healthy. And just before we go to a break, to remember that uh, Faye and I run a WhatsApp group where we just add on every single day um, some positive motivation on how to change your lifestyle. There's so much in our hands that we can do to live a healthier lifestyle if you'd like to join us, um, just send an email to info at chaifm.com. Give us your name. Give us your cell number, and uh, we will gladly join you on. It's not a spam WhatsApp. Um, it's just there. You know, you can leave it in the background, and every day you can just read or be motivated about something healthy. And a welcome, welcome to all our new participants on our WhatsApp, WhatsApp group. It's actually grown exponentially, and we thank everybody out there for their support. We're going to go for a little bit of a break, and we'll be back discussing thyroid. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adel Kosilski and Fagy Stern. With great pleasure. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning to all, or both of you. <laughs> Good morning, Marianne. Thank you for joining us today. It's always a pleasure. Okay, let's dig deep into it. I know that you have a lot to say. I think maybe let's have a definition. Where is our thyroid and um, what does the thyroid do? 
Well, your thyroid, if you <clears throat> could feel where your larynx is, which is usually your Adam's apple, which you see very pronounced in men, not as pronounced in women, but literally if you put your hand over your throat and you swallow, you can kind of feel it moving because it sits, it's wrapped around the larynx, which is your voice box, and it's a butterfly shape, and it does a whole lot of amazing things. It's in an, a very interesting place to 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 be, you know, it's sort of, close to the brain but not in the brain and yet it's involved in things like mental clarity you find if you've got that sort of brain fog or you feel like you've got cotton wool in your brain and you're just feeling fuzzy headed that usually indicates the thyroid's not working as well as it should that mental sharp mental clarity is what you want and that <clears throat> happens when your thyroid is working efficiently thyroid also controls your metabolism the rate at which you burn fuel so very often when people have weight problems they say oh it's a hormonal issue the thyroid's a part of the hormonal system and part of <clears throat> the bigger system called the endocrine system your endocrine system actually controls just about everything in the body and the thyroid gland is part of the orchestra that makes up the endocrine system so you have these various glands, you've got the ovaries and the testes and the thyroid and the adrenal glands and you've got the parietal cells in your digestive tract and all of these things work together to, to get this endocrine system. So very often when people say they've got a thyroid problem, they go off and treat the thyroid instead of stepping back and saying, look, my endocrine system's not working properly. I need to figure out why it's not working properly. So just get back to what it does, uh, mental clarity, it controls your metabolism, it's, it's actually quite involved in helping your digestive tract work efficiently. So you find if you suffer from constipation, that's common in people with an underactive thyroid, the, the hi hypothyroidism <clears throat> means it's underactive, okay, so it's not working as well as it should and common signs of of the thyroid not working efficiently is dry skin, brain fog, slow metabolism, carrying extra weight, um, and constipation. Those are sort of common symptoms. And then the hyperthyroidism, when it's working too, it's overactive basically. You can have the racing mind. You can not find you struggle to put on weight. Uh, you can't concentrate very well because your brain is, is all over the place. And, um, and, and so people might say, well, I'd rather have that problem. But they're both a problem. And sadly, very often what people do is when they've got the hyperthyroidism, it's, it's sort of overworking. Uh, the, 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 the solution often for that is to go and remove half of it or a portion of it, mm. which is ideally not the right thing. I mean, uh, God made our thyroid the way it is, and it should stay there. But it's lifestyle issues that affect the thyroid all the time. I mean, just something like caffeine. If you have caffeine in your diet, it could speed up your metabolism, cause this hypothyroidism where it's working too efficiently and you're struggling to focus and put on weight and, and, and stuff like that. So your, your thyroid is also involved in maintaining the calcium levels with the little hypothyroid, the, the, um, hypothyroid glands on, on, on either side of the, of the thyroid. And, and so your, your bone density and your teeth are also affected by the thyroid function. So it's a very, very important gland. It's not something you can live without. And sometimes people have it removed completely and then they have to be on, um, they need to be on a, a medication. Basically what it's doing is a tablet is providing the hormones that the thyroid produces. Unfortunately, it doesn't work as well as the thyroid works, but you can, you can pretty much function 
Okay, the thyroid, keeping your thyroid is always the best way to do it. And if you don't have a thyroid, then you have to live on medication. There is no other way around that. But the good news is that if your thyroid's not working properly, there's several things you can do to help it work properly. <clears throat> so One just is before exercise. we get into that, yeah. can I just mm-hmm. ask you, is it right to say that the thyroid is like the cart before the horse? Like if you get your thyroid right, you're getting all the other hormones right, or is it more an integrated part of a system? It's more of an integrated part of a system because, you know, your adrenal glands can't, you can't live without them either and they're part of the same system and they're just as important. And then, you know, the ovaries and the testes, to a certain degree, you can function without them because the adrenal glands make all the hormones that the ovaries and the testes do. But I would say probably those two, and then there's the pituitary gland, which controls all of that. That's the managing director of the whole endocrine system. So the pituitary gland is directing the thyroid. So, you know, those those three, I would say, are probably the most important, but it's part of an integral system. You can't separate them out. And it, it frustrates me when people are treating one gland as opposed to the whole system. It's like, okay, you've got diabetes. We're going to look at the pancreas. They don't even take into account that the adrenal glands help to regulate blood sugar. But it's the problem. I mean, medicine is fantastic in a sense that, if you are in a car accident, you need a doctor and you need a surgeon and you need a really fine, good surgeon and you need somebody who knows what they're doing. But, you know, nutrition and lifestyle factors are not part of what, certainly in this country, what they study. You find it's more integrative in, in countries like England, for example, because they've got the National Health Services and they're trying to keep people well and out of hospital. And so national health systems can very often be a very good system if it's run properly because you're focusing on keeping people well and out of the system so to save the taxpayer money. Um, but when it's mainly privatized like it is in South Africa that, you know, the good treatment is, it's, it's all about money. It's a business. And so mm-hmm. you're treating it and you're treating the symptom with medication. So now you're treating the thyroid as opposed to the entire body. And, and that, to me is a frustrating thing and it would be a wonderful day when um, nutrition and lifestyle and stress stress can have a very chronic effect on the thyroid if you have chronic stress day in day out you're in a very stressful job you're in a very stressful relationship you've got a lot of stuff going on in your family and it's just there all the time chronic stress can have a very negative effect on the thyroid gland so all of these things need to be um taken into account it's it's very much lifestyle practice stress exercise diet all of those things have a very strong effect on it and we just take something like exercise okay just things like exercise again i'll go into more detail in a couple of minutes but um without it it's very hard to get the thyroid functioning properly so that's an important part of it We're speaking to Mary Ann Shearer, and we're talking all things thyroid. I'm very interested. I hope you are as well. Please send in your comments or questions to Mary Ann on 34519 or on our telegram number 061-895-1019. This is, of course, High FM 101.9. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. And just before the break, Faggy's like twitching her eyebrows and putting up her hand. Faggy, you have a question. Yes, thank you. And Mary Ann, how does it work like when you go to a doctor and you want to check your thyroid and then they just check your T3 and T4 levels, but don't do anything about the TSH, 
Can you just explain all of that? Well, they all work. Your, your, your TSH is your thyroid stimulating hormone. So you can't just test T3 and T4, which are hormones that the thyroid makes to, that are involved in all these functions like metabolism and stuff. So just testing that without the thyroid stimulating the TSH is not, is not ideal. You should ask to have it all fully tested. Um, and, and it's just, it's been kind of reduced to that level. <clears throat> it's always good to, to shop around and find a doctor that's interested in helping you to get well and to do everything he possibly can. But even testing the hormones, it may show that, that the T3 is low or the T, or too high or the T4 is too high or too low. At the end of the day, what's important is it doesn't matter what they are now. It's great to get a measurement, but you can actually, and I've seen this happen within 45 to 60 days of lifestyle changes with diet and exercise and natural light outside. And I'll explain what they, what actually the protocol and what it, what it works. We've seen those levels just normalize within literally about 60 days. That's two months. And people will say, geez, it's a long time. And, and, and the typical thing is very often that's why they'll just say, just give me the pill. I want to feel better tomorrow. 60 days of hard work. And it is hard work. You've got it. Go outside in natural light. You've got to exercise for 45 minutes twice a day. You literally have to kickstart that thyroid and get it going. And and you do that, as I say, with exercise, natural light. Natural light has a very powerful effect on the pineal gland, which is also part of the endocrine system. And the pineal gland is a little gland behind the eyes. It's the size of a pea, and it regulates melatonin and serotonin, two neurotransmitters that are also part of helping the hormonal or the endocrine system function more efficiently. So so natural light, exercise, and the exercise needs to like brisk walking. You don't have to be jogging, but brisk walking outside, getting mildly out of breath, being able to talk and not be uncomfortable, but but you need that exercise. Um, and then there's certain foods that can really upset the thyroid gland uh, and certain diets. High-protein diets are the worst thing for the thyroid. So very often on a high-protein diet, you can feel like you're revving up your metabolism and you're losing weight. And then within the space of about 18 months to two years, sometimes a bit longer, the thyroid starts to slow down and now you're suffering from constipation. And these are prob- uh, these are common problems from high-protein diets. Constipation is one Depression is one, showing that the brain is not working as well as it should. And uh, what's the other? Constipation, depression, and a foggy brain, the, the, the brain fog. Uh, brain not working as well as you should, and you think, what is going on? Um, and so high-protein diets are not beneficial, we know, to, to the endocrine system, particularly the thyroid. So chronic stress... Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, is is something that needs to be dealt with. And um, if you ever read Dale Carnegie's book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, um, he says the number one way to stop worrying, out of all the things that you can do, is to pray. And so that is to talk to our maker and to to be loading, passing on our burden in a sense. And I know that when, when we speak to our maker, um, Literally within 30 seconds of starting the conversation, you feel calmer, you feel quieter, you don't feel so anxious about things. And I think if we take into perspective that nobody has a perfect life, you know, if you've got a difficult husband, then you've got wonderful kids. If you've got difficult kids, you've got a wonderful husband. You may have a wonderful family and things are hard in the business or they're hard in the country. We have to have hardships because it's how we grow. We grow mentally, emotionally, and spiritually going through hard times. So if we take it into perspective and say, this is difficult, what can I learn from this? 
and at the same time be communicating with your maker all the time. What is, what is it that you give me the wisdom of Solomon? Help me to be wise. And it's, and it's my continual prayer. What can I learn? How can I be wiser? How can I be a smarter person? And those things are really, really important. Diet, uh, besides high protein, gluten has a very severe negative effect on the thyroid. I mean, I, I come from a long line of women who have had thyroid problems and have weight problems. Weight, excess weight is a big problem in our family amongst the women. And, and by the time most of them are 30, they're on thyroid medication. If I think of my cousins, my mother, my sister, my, all the ex, my sort of extended family that I can think of, there's not one woman that hasn't been on thyroid medication or isn't on it right now. Apparently thyroid medication has gluten in it. Very well could have. It could. It could because you have binders in the tablets to keep them in their shape or form the powder that's in the capsule, whichever, but usually it's a tablet, and to, to, to bind it so that it can be pressed into a tablet. Gluten is sticky. It's the protein that's found in wheat and oats and rye and barley. So going and eating rye bread's not going to help you. People say, well, oats have got no gluten in. Normal oats do have a form of gluten in them that can affect the thyroid. And so those are the four grains that need to go out. If you're drinking barley grass juice or wheat grass juice, you just need to make sure it's made from the leaf only and not the whole plant grow pulled out of the, the, the whether it's a sprouting tray or out of the garden because the little kernel is where the the gluten sits. It's the protein that helps that leaf to grow. Um, and, and, and one of the reasons we develop this gluten intolerance is because we grow up eating gluten with sugar. You know, we'll have a wheat bigs for breakfast, which is wheat full of gluten, and then we put sugar on top of it, and we'll eat cakes and donuts and muffins and and even bread, we put sugar in it to make the yeast rise. And when we put sugar in with something that's natural like that, a natural protein, your blood sugar could shoot up. Your body feels it's under attack, so it produces antibodies to whatever protein came in with that sugar. And it's commonly gluten because we have wheat. We'll have bread with jam on it. We'll have muffins and, and cookies. And all of that stuff usually got wheat in. So we produced antibodies against the protein that's come in. And that protein... That's come in is very similar. Gluten is very similar to some proteins found in the human body. And so the body not only starts to attack that protein, but it starts to attack protein that's similar structure to gluten in the body. And we can develop autoimmune diseases. So we find that thyroid problems are considered, many of them are considered autoimmune diseases, arthritis, um, multiple sclerosis, all those autoimmune diseases, what is always advised on them is a gluten-free diet. But gluten can really, if I have gluten today, for example, I, I know it affects my thyroid because my stomach just stops working. My skin will be dry for about three weeks, very dry, and I'll be have brain fog for one to three days. My brain just won't work as well as it should. You know, and once you've got this mental clarity, you don't ever want to go back to brain fog. So people are like, oh, I'll never be able to live without bread. You can. You can get really nice gluten-free bread. We make an amazing mix with chia seeds and, and buckwheat, and that's amazing bread. I mean, it really is amazing. It's like tastes like real normal bread, and you can get that mix and make it yourself at home. You know, those are the kinds of things that you can do. But you can eat rice cakes. You can have potatoes, brown rice, red rice. Jasmine rice all contain no gluten, and there's lots of carbohydrates you can eat that are very good for you that are gluten-free. So it's not that difficult to live a gluten-free life. But if you suspect it, and and even in children we see gluten intolerance, topical, a top, a, um, 
a typical thing that a gluten intolerance could cause and, and the effect, because the thyroid has quite a, a, an effect on controlling skin function to a certain degree as well. So, for example, you get this dry skin. Um, the dewy, soft skin is very often dependent on the thyroid working properly. But you, people get those sort of pimples on the backs of their arms, and you see it a lot in kids, and they scratch them, and they can be scarring. And that's common with gluten. So very often if you see that as a sign, um, those bumps at the back of the arms could be an indication that the thyroid's not working as well as it should. There's definitely so, nothing like that mental clarity when you stop gluten. It's like an aha moment all of a sudden. Oh, gosh, I have a reason it was the gluten. Yeah, and no, it's actually quite incredible, but it shows that your thyroid is now working more efficiently because that's its function to, to make sure that your mind is clear. Mental clarity is part of its, major part of its function. So your thyroid is very sensitive to different food things. Things like heated fats, for example. Heated fats or fried foods will block your body's ability to use essential fatty acids from raw plant sources like flax oil and olive oil. Um, contain uh, flax oil is very high in omega-3s, your olive oil is more higher in your omega-6s, but they are both essential for the functioning of the endocrine system, but particularly omega-3 is one, it's a, it's a fat that we don't, we struggle to find it, it's found in like walnuts, it's found in small quantities in avocados and nuts and seeds, but in concentrated forms like flax oil, so I always encourage people to take a flax oil supplement, make sure that it's nitrogen flushed, so they've pumped all the oxygen out, otherwise it goes um, um, can go rancid really easily. And the omega-3s help the thyroid to function efficiently. But if you're eating fried foods or anything that you cook that's got fat in it, say, for example, like a piece of meat or chicken or fish, there's fat in the cell. Even if you trim all the fat off the chicken, there's fat in the cell. And that heated fat actually blocks the body's ability to use the essential fatty acids. So fried foods, heated fats can affect the thyroid. Caffeine can affect the thyroid. And caffeine we find in green tea, we find it in normal tea, we find it in raw cacao, we find it in organic chocolate. As much as these things sound wonderful, oh, I'm only eating organic chocolate or I only eat raw organic cacao, it doesn't matter. They contain caffeine and caffeine affects your central nervous system and your, and your, your central nervous system is controlled by the hypothalamus in the brain and the pituitary gland controls the hormonal or endocrine system and they are linked together in the brain. So anything that affects the central nervous system like stress, for example, or caffeine will affect the pituitary gland which will affect the entire endocrine system including the thyroid. So some people find that when they are um, – they, they Caffeine can affect them in a variety of ways, but can affect the thyroid gland. And 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 it, and it can to a certain effect. We know that caffeine can cause um, infertility and sterility problems. And people are like, don't be ridiculous. But it's known. It's one of the side effects of caffeine. And you can look it up. <clears throat> but it will affect the thyroid as well because it's part of that endocrine system. So anything that upsets one part of the endocrine system could end up affecting the thyroid because it just means so, it's like it's like once you start limping, now your hips go out and then your ankles go out and then your shoulders are out. So that's because you're limping because you've got a sore foot. That's so just thing. in terms of the diet, you've, you, you've basically covered what not to eat. So no, not a lot of protein, um, stay away from gluten, caffeine, all of those things. What should you be eating? Are there things that can promote thyroid health? Yes, there are. And those things are um, all your raw fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds, whole grains that don't contain gluten, um, 
Legumes are really good as well. All of those foods help to get the thyroid functioning efficiently. We know that the thyroid needs iodine to function efficiently, and iodine mm. is found in things like kelp, for example. It's found <clears throat> precursors to to Tiny amounts are found in vegetables as well. It's not only in animal products or in kelp, but it is found in dark green leafy vegetables in small amounts. Um, but if you find that you're not getting enough iodine, it's part of the reason why in a country like South Africa they iodize the salt. <clears throat> they put iodine into it because a lot of people suffer from iodine deficiencies. So I wouldn't say go eat a teaspoon of salt, but I would say you could get some kelp, some seaweed, dried kelp or seaweed. I take a barley um, product called Barley Life, which is barley grass juice that's been dried, and they, it's got dried kelp in it as well, just enough that, that you need. So I drink that every morning to make sure that I'm getting enough iodine. <clears throat> um, some people you know, can be very um, allergic to iodine and actually react really badly when they eat things like shellfish. <clears throat> and I don't advocate e- eating shellfish, but fish, fish does contain a certain amount of iodine as well. Um, but I, I'm totally plant-based, so I make sure that I'm getting my dark green leafy vegetables and then I get some kelp on a regular basis. And my thyroid should, technically, because I've got this long history of having everybody in the family with thyroid problems, it should not be working properly. But as long as I'm eating a whole food plant-based diet, I eat legumes, it's not one food that does it. Dark green leafy so vegetables my one are very question, beneficial. Actually, if, someone, if someone comes to a doctor and says, well, it's in my genes and everyone in my family has thyroid issues, all they're going to do is want a way to go and put, and you know get the medication to help the thyroid. Well, people like Dr. William Lee, who um, actually developed um, um, a very, very expensive medication to stop tumors being fed by, um, by the bloodstream, what happens is it, 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 um, you get a, a condition called angiogenesis where the, the body develops blood, um, blood vessels to feed tumors. And so he found a drug that would stop that happening, but it was like $150,000 a, a year. And I listened to him at a, a medical conference I went to. He, he actually discovered that just fruit and vegetables, plant food, has that effect on the body. And so, but what he also found was <clears throat> he found that when you follow an anti-angiogenesis diet, in other words, a diet very high in whole plant foods, um, you know, 90% really, really um, <clears throat> unprocessed things that grow in the ground, the things that God makes, not the man-made food, the God-made food. He's, he found that as one of the things that he was studying, he found that you can actually change your genetic expression. That people that had genetic conditions like, oh, well, I'm predisposed to high blood pressure like my husband was. He was 160 over 110 at the age of 19, and we went into, he went onto a plant-based diet in his, his late 20s. His blood pressure just has dropped to 100 over 75 on a day when he's exercising, and and it's boiling hot, you know. And so he has no blood pressure issues. But he comes from a family with both parents, both sets of grandparents, all were on blood pressure medication. They all developed, if they didn't die of cancer. They develop diabetes because it's one of the side effects of the blood pressure meds. So he is in his late 60s and he doesn't need any medication because his blood pressure is normal. He's changed his genetic expression. I've changed my genetic expression. We come from a family where there's lots of asthma and thyroid problems and um, bipolar disorders. <clears throat> and by changing my diet and lifestyle, I don't have those issues anymore. I don't have low blood sugar like I used to have. Um, I had very bad hypoglycemia and very often if you've got a history of hypoglycemia it could indicate 
that the thyroid, sorry, <clears throat> that the thyroid gland's not going to be functioning as well as it could later on in life. So it's important because blood sugar is part of what helps the endocrine system work properly. And if it's not stable and it's not where it should be over a long term, very often these things don't affect us today. It's like long term, not controlling blood sugar can affect the thyroid. But at the same time, the thyroid not working properly can affect the blood sugar because it's all part of the same system. You've got to think of it in, as an orchestra. A lot of people who try to explain it say that it's like an orchestra and you know got the wind instruments and the percussion instruments and the string instruments and, and the orchestra just won't sound the same if one of those um sections are not functioning properly or not working at all. And so can we, can 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 yeah? you talk a little bit about about exercise now? Why is exercise so important particularly for thyroid function? Well, the main reason is because exercise actually helps the body regulate at least 16 different hormones. The very act of exercise is doing that. You're pumping blood faster through the body. It's getting to the thyroid more efficiently. It's getting more nutrients and at least 16 different hormones in the body. Some say 18. We've got over two dozen hormones that the body makes. And hormones are just chemical substances that go to different parts of the body and make chemical reactions take place. So when you're exercising, it has this very profound effect. So what happens is when you're exercising, your muscles are working more efficiently. Your heart is pumping more. And then that, that's what's happening is you're getting nutrients getting to the thyroid more efficiently. And what that does Nutrients and then hormones are regulators as well. So things like T3 and T4 and TSH, the thyroid hormones will now be regulated more efficiently. So you actually help to correct the thyroid and that corrects the production of the hormones in every gland in the body, including the thyroid. And so it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a absolutely – the more I study the human body and the more I look at the way it works – the more you have to admit that there's a designer and a creator behind all of this. As I said to somebody the other day, you know, if you had a Rolls Royce, it's considered like the most luxurious, most expensive car. I think it's still the most expensive car. I'm not sure of it. But whether it's a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce, whatever you do, it, it didn't just evolve from a rock in the middle of the desert. Somebody designed it. And the most the amazing thing is that those incredibly expensive cars, cannot reproduce themselves. If they're in an accident, they can't fix themselves. I mean, we cut our finger. I cut my finger really badly the other day doing something stupid, holding the side of the knife and trying to get it out of its sheath. And then it Me was too. a brand new knife. <laughs> it's like a stupid thing to do. My husband says to me, how can somebody as smart as you do something so stupid? <laughs> and it was bleeding really badly. And I, I just put a Band-Aid over it and stopped the bleeding. I, in fact, I had to put three Band-Aids. And I put electrical tape over it to stop it. Well, that was my husband's solution. I said, I need a tight to stop the bleeding. And, and you know, within five minutes, the, bl the blood had stopped. And now I've got a, a scar on my finger. It's going to alter my, my fingerprint on my thumb. But at the end of the day, my body fixed that finger and mm -hmm. stopped the bleeding in five minutes because – the messages are going around saying, you know, go there and fix this and, 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 and get the blood clotting factors over there and do this and do this. And all the stuff's going on without us even knowing. I mean, we don't have to sit there and go into a trance and start humming and meditating and telling our body what it should do. Now, take those cells over there and go over there and do. We don't, we don't have to do that. We just need to live a healthy lifestyle and your endocrine system, including your thyroid, starts to work properly. And we were designed to eat whole natural foods. That's the way God made them. We were designed Listen to, to that loud and clear, everybody. Whole yeah, natural we've got a, foods. 
<laughs> We've got like 400, over 400 muscles in the body, and they're designed to move, and they're designed to, and when you don't use them, your body atrophies. Your arms wobble, and your legs wobble, and your brain just about wobbles. But we This is 101.9, if we can just go for a bit of a break, this is 101.9 High FM. We are talking all things thyroid. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're in conversation with Mary Ann Shira and we're talking about the thyroid and how pivotal it is to a healthy lifestyle. Can we speak about Hashimoto's? It's, like it's, it's spoken about a lot. I don't think it's really, really understood, you know, maybe not even diagnosed properly. Well, Hashimoto's is one of those thyroid conditions where, and, and usually with a name like Hashimoto's, it's named after a person who discovered it and, and, and laid out all the symptoms. But it's considered a, an autoimmune disease. So how it's often explained is that the thyroid is actually attacking itself. Uh, which sounds crazy. I mean, we wouldn't have a body that was so well designed and then the body starts to attack itself. And, and that's what happens when we do things to our body where we create antibodies against proteins coming from foods that are similar to proteins in the body, whether it's gluten or other proteins, even dairy protein, for example. There's 25 dairy fraction, um, protein fractions in dairy products. And if we have milkshakes and chocolate and cereals with milk and sugar on it, we can produce antibodies against the protein coming in with dairy. And so what happens is every time we have dairy, the body attacks those proteins, which are similar to proteins in our body, and that could trigger a, an autoimmune d disease. So it's very important um, to understand that autoimmune diseases is not your body having lost its mind. It's, it's us not, not actually, um, understanding how our body's made. And I think it's our responsibility. I think it's a God-given responsibility for every single one of us to understand, um, our, um, to understand how our bodies work. And we don't do it. You know, we'll go and we'll study engineering and we'll study, uh, fine art and we'll study, we'll become a film critic. I'm not saying those things are wrong. But I think the very first thing we should always be taught is how does your body work? That's what we should be taught at school. And it's neglected. I mean, we kind of taught it a bit. They'll teach us a little bit about the reproductive function in a frog and, you know, kind of related sideways to – but nobody's really teaching it like it's this incredibly fascinating body. I mean, even this whole pandemic, everybody's like in such fear about it. And yet if you understand how your immune system was made, you, you don't have that fear anymore. You're like, no, my body can deal with this stuff. I just need to make sure that my body's in good condition and that's our responsibility. So in a sense, we don't want that responsibility because it means we, we got to learn something and do something and people try and avoid responsibility. It's like, some humans just don't want to be responsible. I think the biggest challenge with Hashimoto's is that it is an autoimmune disease, but I don't know how many people actually realize how reversible it is. It's totally. I mean, we've, I've seen over the years countless people changing their diet, changing their lifestyle, exercising, getting the sunlight, and they are free of that condition. And it's like a simple example you know, is my sister overseas was having, she had so many symptoms. I mean, she went from one symptom to the next from literally yeah. being dizzy, vertigo, um, anxious, whatever it was, 
She went from doctor to doctor, and most doctors said that she was fine. They tested her T3 yeah. and T4 levels. Everything was fine. Nothing's wrong with you. Go on whatever medication. And any Hashimoto's book, even that I've read, they say that it takes 10 to 15 years to diagnose something like this. Yeah. So if you just and know that lifestyle, and I, I begged my sister, I said to her, I mean, I was up till all hours of the morning Googling all these things and realizing what gluten and all these foods, you know, and lifestyle choices that we made are having on Hashimoto's and our thyroid. And yeah. when, when I begged her, I said, please go off gluten. She was actually quite nervous too. And once she did, and once she started working with an integrated doctor, she reversed her Hashimoto's completely. Yeah. No medication whatsoever. Can, and, and can, like what happens, what happens with, with Hashimoto's as well is it's, it's an inflammatory, um, the, it is inflammation of the thyroid. So initially you start with that hyper, with our thyroids overworking and producing too many thyroid hormones, but then over time, because of inflammation, we stop producing enough of the hormone. And now, you know, that's it. You know, you tired all the time. Something like that can turn into like a thyroid cancer. Yeah, it could. It could. You know, it's just, it's just, we don't, if we learn about our bodies and we know this stuff and we know the function of the thyroid, we should be taught when we're six years old. Your thyroid does X, Y, Z, but we're learning times table, which is great. But, you know, <laughs> in the history, day, calculated. things that happened in the past. I'm die if I don't know what nine <laughs> times nine is, you know, and it's pretty easy to figure that out on as an adult. I'm not saying we mustn't teach our kids figures, but I think the most important thing we should learn right from when we're little, taught by our mothers, fathers, taught at schools, is how the body functions. And it's I not think there's, I think there's a list. I would like to start a new school. How to teach, how to, how to learn what your body does and your health. And then how to handle money, and then how yes, to parent. All of those we do at our school. <laughs> that's where we fail. We so teach that at our school. <laughs> we have maybe two minutes, three minutes left. Um, can we just touch on the topic of thyroid and immunity? Yes, we're all living under the threat of COVID. There's a lot to, to, to you know to discuss there. There's many many opinions, and of course everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, what can we do from a natural perspective? Um, and how is the thyroid linked to immunity? Your thyroid is part of the endocrine system, as I said earlier. And the endocrine function is to make sure um, that the immune system is functioning. The endocrine system controls immune function. It's part, it's, it, it's part of the controlling factors. So if your endocrine system is not working properly, then your immune system's not going to work properly. So if the thyroid is out of balance, then that means the endocrine system's not working properly. So whether it's the adrenal glands or the thyroid or the hormones or the, any of those organs out of balance is going to have an effect on the immune system. Uh, and we know that, that with, with the, with the thyroid specifically, um, it's, it tends to be something that we focus on because it's something that we feel, you know, if you're suffering from sterility or infertility, you don't see it. But with thyroid, you can actually see it. You can develop these bulging eyes and you can have very dry skin and, you know, you can put on weight or you can be too thin. And so you can see it externally so easily. And so it's, it's a very common condition because people, and they feel it. You know, if you're suffering from sterility and infertility, you don't have brain fog. So, so it it's a it's a common problem, but it has it's not the thyroid affecting the in, the, the the immune system di directly. It's just more of an indirect effect 
but partly because it's part of the endocrine system. So it's kind of direct but indirect because any one of the endocrine organs is out or glands is out of balance, it's going to have an effect on the immune system in the long run. And the things you need to do to get your immune system working properly is to make sure you're eating enough raw fruit and vegetables because they're loaded with antioxidants. And antioxidants and phytonutrients are what the immune system needs to produce all the white blood cells and the T cells and the killer cells and all these in the antibodies that can recognize the enemy. So once you've had something like coronavirus, you produce antibodies and antibodies recognize the enemy very quickly. So if you ever focused with getting, um, you know, if you ever faced with getting this coronavirus again, then your antibodies are like, hey, we recognize this enemy, nail that sucker because you've got these, um, Fighter cells that are white blood cells that are there, and they're basically your antibodies. That they, the antibodies warn mm. the Im- immune system, and they and they take out the enemy before you can even get sick. So it's very very important to make sure that your entire endocrine system works properly. But the thyroid is the one that we'll we'll feel the soonest, and we'll feel right, the fatigue, right. and we'll feel the dizziness, and we'll feel you know. So it's really really important to be exercising outdoors. Take the gluten out, get the essential fatty acids, avoid heated fats, take caffeine out, and alcohol is a no-no, so is refined sugar. They both have a long-term effect on the thyroid gland and the endocrine system. It's really just eating the way we would desire. I mean, I say to people, just go back to Genesis 129 and (laughs) read what it says. That's how we were designed to eat. But now we like, can't we just eat a bit of meat? You know, Noah got off the ark. There wasn't much food around. Can we just eat a bit of meat? And then, and then it's like, oh, well, now we're going to get clever. We're going to start grinding the flour and sifting it because white flour is better. And then we put in additives and preservatives and we think we're so smart. And we're just and, uh, I, think I think it's time for us to start selling juices. Yes. <laughs> Mary Ad, we've got, we've got a minute left. We've got a question coming in. Can you make a comment on what effect artificial food additives, MSG, preservatives, colorants, et cetera, have on the thyroid in one minute? Uh, yes, and, and I'm going to choose one particularly, aspartame, a sweetener that you find in all your diet cold drinks can have a very negative long-term effect on the thyroid. It can slow down your metabolism, and the way it does that is actually have an impact directly on the thyroid gland. So avoid all artificial sweeteners because taking them can actually slow down your metabolism, which defeats the object of taking them. There are no preservatives or additives. Well, I would try and avoid additives, preservatives especially, but... The sweeteners, the artificial sweeteners, aspartame, it's in candrel, NutraSweet, Equal. It's in most of the most common ones, and it's in all the diet, colas and, and soft drinks that people drink. Avoid that if you want your thyroid to function efficiently. Very important. There you go. You know, Mary Ann, we could have you on for about a six-hour marathon. Thank you very, very much. You've really, really enlightened our listeners. You certainly have uh, you know, um, broadened my perspective, and I, I think you would agree, um, Faggy. Uh, yours too. And yes, at the end of the day, there is a tremendous amount of, of strength or ability that we have to make ourselves healthier. So wishing everybody a healthy week ahead. And thank you very much, Marianne, for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure.